Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The enemy will bring people into all of our lives, all kinds of people relationships, all kinds of things into our life. To do one thing, as Romans 12 says, to squeeze us into the way the world thinks. Well, what does the world think? The world thing just thinks about themselves. Don't think about God. So they want to do that. So we walk, there's walk, and then we stand, and then we sit right down. That's a whole progression. It's a slow compromise of becoming like the world. Life is hard. It's hard for everybody. No matter the social or economic status, we all have things in our lives that test us severely. It is much easier to handle the stresses of life with someone else around to help share the load. Pastor Mark is teaching from the Bible, which has many passages in which the sharing of the loads of life are commended. We need to let our guards down and trust someone to come alongside us and keep us moving forward. Even though we might feel we're not adequate, we need to come alongside and help share someone else's burden as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, Role Models. is plummeting to hell. Listen to me. The world is plummeting into hell and we're going to argue whether we need to be circumcised or not. We're going to argue what the end time things. When I go to India, do you think they're interested in a mid or pre or post trip? They don't even know who Jesus is. By the way, most people in America don't know who Jesus is. So Paul says, cut it out. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, If that happens in our churches, if people are deceiving people and drawing them away to the cults or whatever, is it so bad? Well, remember, number one, Paul's what? He's crying. Why is he crying? Take a look at the outcome. Look at the outcome. Verse 19. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. That word destruction in the original language means eternal damnation in hell. Paul says they're not just teaching bad doctrine. They're not even believers. They're against the core things of the word of God. And so if you're influenced by these people, you will get exactly what God wants. Two kingdoms. God has come to give us life and life abundantly. Satan has come, John 10, to steal, to kill, and destroy. 
So if you get around a bad role model and they influence you with heretical doctrine and you switch and begin to follow them, where's your destination? It's in hell. You've lost out with God. You're believing the wrong thing. And that's exactly why Paul is crying. And remember the word, many, because they don't know the basic keys, the simple keys of the doctrine of the Bible. He said, well, Pastor Mark, how could this happen? I mean, that, how, how does it happen? Could it happen to us? Yes. Turn with me to Proverbs. Great verse. When you get there, you'll see powerful teaching. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. Proverbs 13, verse 20. I want you to see that this is a verse that has great application when it was given 3,000 years ago. It's still perfectly current this morning. Proverbs 13, 20. Notice what it says. Halfway through the Old Testament, right there, Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Notice the very first thing. Walks with. Walks with, not alone. It's a relationship. He who walks with. Notice the next word. A companion. Neither of these people are walking alone. They're in relationship. Now, all of us have friends, casual friends and acquaintances. But we all need a few close friends that we can model our life after. And if we don't pick a good godly person to imitate, Satan will put in our path ungodly people, bad role models. So we have to be very careful. You say, well, how does that really happen? These two keys, write them down. Don't miss these keys. We are all influenced by other people. You say, well, I don't, I'm a self-person. Nobody influences me. Yes, you do. You're being influenced. We're all influenced. If you ever go to Hawaii, I, I guarantee you pretty much you go to Hawaii, here's what you're going to come back with. You're going to come back with a Hawaiian shirt. Because they're everywhere. Now, here's what I don't want to see. If you go with your wife, the two of you come back with two shirts that look alike. God help us. <laughs> you see them. You know, it's like, ugh, ugh. Get two that are different. Don't look like the Bopsy twins coming from Hawaii. El Turisto for sure. See, we're influenced by all kinds of things. Here's the second key. We all want to be accepted. By other people. That's not a bad thing. I was made to be accepted. I want to be accepted by you. You want to be accepted by me. I want to certainly be accepted by God at work. Those are normal things. And let me give you another word that kind of fits with that. It's called peer pressure. That's especially powerful in younger ages, but it really never goes away totally. Teens, young people. Today, there's lots of new technology that's good. We love to use it in many ways, but it's dangerous if there's no safeguards. Let me give you a little idea. Facebook, Twitter, emails, and texting. If we're not careful, we can easily be influenced by people we don't even know through their pictures, their stories, their emails, and their texts. 
Paul understood this principle. Paul never texted one time in his life. But he understood this principle. Take a look at it. It's 1 Corinthians 15. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Now, we used to think bad company, you have to be around them, in the car with them, at the bank with them, at the club with them. No, 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 no. Social media puts me in contact with bad people from around the world. Now, I read something yesterday. It said this, media has become the third parent in our homes. Parents, make sure your students are choosing their friends wisely. Make sure you know their friends on Facebook, Twitter, email, texting. Their friends are important in their life. And I know some of you, you students are saying, like, that's none of their business. That is the business of a parent. How do you think we get these horrible stories of a sexual predator walking into a home to a 13-year-old girl because mom and dad have no clue who she has a relationship with? Bad company corrupts good morals. Now look at a companion of fools suffers harm. What is a fool? I want you to write down the definition. Sometimes when we think of fool, we're thinking of a low IQ. Oh, I had a couple of those in my classes, Pastor Mark. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about any kind of mental ability. The fool in the Bible talks about spiritual. Fool is simply a person, very simple definition, simply a person doing life without God. They can be a Harvard graduate, highest honors in the world, but if they, like Psalm 14 says, the fool has said in their heart, there is no God, then that's the fool that the Bible is talking about. You see, a fool is someone who trusts their own wisdom, their own strength, and their own sufficiency. They are foolish because they believe they can do life without God, and there's really no consequences. They don't understand. The Bible says, we reap what we sow. They ought to see that from life, but they can't seem to work with it. Here's the danger. Sometimes these people who are fools, they do know the difference between right or wrong, but they don't care anymore because their heart has become so hardened. Now, we're influenced, as I said to you, by the media in a million ways, good and bad. Television, movies influence us greatly. We would think they don't, but they do. I want to show you a new series on television. Hopefully you're not familiar with it, or if you are, then you never watch it. It's called Friends with Benefits. For your older people, let me just explain what that means. You had a different term for it in your days, but it was the same going on then. It's just different now. What that means is this. You have a 15-year-old to a 30-year-old. It could be older, but that age group. Here's what they say. They want to hook up with another guy and gal or guy and guy, girl and girl. They just want to hook up and say this. You know, I'm not really interested in getting married. I don't have any desire to make a commitment to anybody. But I'd like just to have sex like crazy with you. And I'm willing to do it with you. If you're willing to do it with me, let's be friends with benefits. Okay, good, cool. And so our kids are buying into this. 
Now, would you call that a good role model or a bad role model? Well, Pastor Mike, when we watch the program, it's really funny. There's some really great things. Oh, it's not influencing me at all, fool. <laughs> fool. Sure, it's influencing us. And we deal with a disaster here. Let me read you a couple of the titles. Here's one of the shows this year. I don't know if it's already, I don't watch it, so I don't know what it's come or coming. Here's the title. The Benefit of Being Shallow. I like that one. How are you? Well, I'm a shallow person. Oh, good. I want to have a relationship with you. Here's another one. A family affair. Aaron realized that he unknowingly slept with his girlfriend Hope's mother. That's uplifting. That's going to be a good role model. You see, watching these types of programs, going to those kind of movies, reading those kind of books, texting those kind of people, talking about that kind of things, influences us to do one thing. Compromise our walk with God. How foolish. Proverbs 28, 26 says this. He who trusts in himself is a fool. But he who walks in wisdom is kept safe. You see, if we surround ourselves with people who don't follow God, we will absolutely take on their character traits, and eventually we will not do well in this life or the life to come. But in that verse, Proverbs 16, God doesn't just talk about the fool. He talks about how to do life right. He who walks with the wise, he who's walking with the wise, how do you walk with somebody? You're in relationship, you're connected with them. He who walks with the wise absolutely grows wiser. But what's the definition of wise? Here it is. Write it down. I'll give you time. Wise. Doing life with God. It's a relationship. And as I'm doing life with God... He's the boss. I live with his eternal perspective. We're just traveling through, so don't bet your life in this earth because we're out of here. And also, his values. One of God's basic values is marriage. One man, one woman for life. How about friends for benefits? 100% against God's value. How can a godly person... Feed their mind on that and expect to be wiser. Impossible. We don't realize how much we're influenced by the things we watch and read and the people we're around. So God says if you want to hang around foolish people, you're going to bring harm to your life. But if you want to hang around wise people, Good things are going to happen. I want you to write it like this. A wise person hangs with other wise people. We just hang together. Now, what does it mean to be a wise person? Who do you want to look for? You want to look for a person who believes and lives out the truth of the Bible. You want to look for a person who is in relationship themselves with others. They're growing. They're maturing. They're becoming more like Jesus. The Bible says, if you're going to be a growing follower of Christ, you're going to be involved. In fact, he gives us in the New Testament more than 50 one another commands. Love one another. Encourage one another. 
support one another, challenge one another, forgive one another. You can't do any of those unless you're in some kind of a small group setting. You can't do it. You're by yourself. So I want you to listen to Chuck Swindoll. It's a great passage. So focus your mind. It'll take a moment. Just focus your mind. Clear it, clear it, clear it. Listen to me. He titles it this. Us and we, not I and me. Nobody is a whole chain. Each one is a link. But take away one link and the chain is broken. Now nobody is a whole team. Each one is simply a player. Take away one player, the game is forfeited. Nobody is a whole orchestra. Each one is a musician. But take one musician away, and the symphony is incomplete. Chuck goes on, we need each other. You need someone. Someone needs you. Isolated islands, we're not. Now, I want you to listen to this, and I want you to see if this is happening in your life. To make this thing called life work, we got to lean and support. Let me just stop there for a second. There's going to come lots of times in your life when you're going to have to lean on somebody. You got a lab report. You got a pregnancy report. You got a pink slip. And you can't take it. Do you have anybody to lean on? If you're not in a small group, if you're not related, you do not. And if you don't lean, you're going to fall down. He says lean and then support. Are any of you this support to people? See, if you're in a small group, you're going to be a support for somebody who goes, I can't, I can't help it. It's okay. Okay, let's pray. I've been there. I've been just like you. But we can get this thing together with God and you and me. That's the small group. You're going to try to do life. Life as difficult as it is. Impossible. Chuck says, we got to lean and support. We have to relate and respond. We have to give and take. We have to confess and forgive. We have to reach out and embrace. And we have to release and rely on one another. Now listen. Since none of us is a whole, independent, self-sufficient, super capable, all-powerful hotshot, I like it. (laughs) Let's quit acting like we are. Life's lonely enough without playing that silly role. The game's over. Let's link up. The game's over. Let's get real. Get yourself into one of our small groups, home groups, one-to-one disciple, and one-on-one, seven-on-one, someplace where you can do exactly. You're not a hot shot. You're not a standalone. There will be a day that you'll break down and sob because of life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a time to weep. But you need to be around God and people when those times come. I want you to turn to Psalm chapter one. I want to finish this with a comparison. Psalms chapter one, you're just one book back from where you were at. Psalms one. Now, when I usually do Psalms, if I teach Psalms one, I usually take two weeks to go through Psalms one. We're going to do it in about 12 minutes. Are you ready? This is called a quick course, but there's some great principles. When you turn to Psalm one, right as you get there, I want you to write kind of in your margin in your Bible. Here's what I want you to write. 
It's a contrast. So here's what I want you to write in, in your margin there. It's the contrast between the influence of the word, W-O-R-D, contrast between the influence of the word and the influence of the world. The world is ruled by Satan, his way of doing things. The word is God's world, how he does it. So it's the influence between the word and the world. It's really an explanation of Proverbs 13, 20. Now look at it. Verse one. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. That'd be a foolish person. Or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. So the psalmist begins by saying this. If you're going to be a wise Christ follower, there's some things you don't do. There's some places you don't go. And there's some company you you just don't keep. You see, notice walk, stand, and sit. It's a progression, a slow compromising erosion of what we know is right. So a wise Christ follower isn't going to spend their quality time around unbelievers. We have to be around unbelievers for sure because we're going to be light and salt. But we have to be careful that this progression of compromise is not happening. Satan is very wise and he is out to move us away from the will of God. Now remember that the person is often being deceived because they don't have somebody saying into their life, wait a minute, what are you, what are you doing? The enemy will bring people into all of our lives, all kinds of people, relationships, all kinds of things into our life. To do one thing, as Romans 12 says, to squeeze us into the way the world thinks. Well, what does the world think? The world thing just thinks about themselves. Don't think about God. So they want to do that. So we walk, there's walk, and then we stand. Then we sit right down. That's a whole progression. It's a slow compromise of becoming like the world. See, and if you're not around other believers, there's nobody saying to you, don't get on the ledge. Put your umbrella down. There's nobody saying that. And the next thing you find, you didn't just walk by the ledge. You stopped and looked at it. And then you got between it, and the next thing is disaster. Well, how did that happen? Slow compromise. Slow erosion. Nobody walks in one day and goes, well, I'm done with God. See ya. It's a slow erosion. A downward spiral. Here's what I want you to write. A wise Christ follower is not influenced by the world. Now, we have to be very proactive not to be influenced. You have to understand that the world is going to squeeze you into its mold. You have to be proactive. How are we proactive? Get in a small group. Watch what you read. Watch who you hang with. Watch what you watch. Stay in the Word of God. Today, Pastor Mark taught what the Bible has to say about what a foolish person looks like in contrast to what a biblically wise person is. We were reminded that the world system wants to get us to think and act like that. God wants us to think and act like the Bible tells us to. It's important for us to influence those around us rather than to be influenced by the world. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up Role Models Part 2. He will continue teaching about the differences between those influenced by the world system and someone who is under the direction of the Holy Spirit. We'll be reminded of the importance of having others around us, supporting us, and giving us someone to lean on when the inevitable hard times come. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving